This is episode 218 of IDRA Class Notes. I've definitely had to work with people who didn't think I had the same skills as they did. Just having to work around a gender barrier that was created, going above and beyond because I had to prove that I could be here, that I was able to handle a course and handle the workload. You have to tell yourself, you can do this. You can help inspire other girls. Welcome to IDRA's Class Notes podcast. I am Dr. Stephanie Garcia, an IDRA education associate. Today, you will hear from our special guests, Isela Herrera and Adriana Cortez, as we talk about their experiences as local students here in San Antonio, Texas, who are passionate about STEM, they're making a difference in their communities, while also navigating through the challenges from this pandemic. So I just want to say, ladies, thanks for joining today. We really appreciate it. And I just can't wait to hear you share your story today, Isela. I appreciate you as a previous chief science officer and now alum. I just am so glad that you're coming back. And Adriana is our STEM intern at IDRA, who's helping so much with the CSO program. I'm just so excited that you all are here to just talk about your experiences. Thank you so much, Dr. Garcia, for inviting me again. I've always enjoyed our Chief Science Officers program that starts from middle school and branches off to high school because it reminds me that we can learn from everyone and anyone. It doesn't matter how old they are or how young they are. You know, we can always learn something from somebody. And so these CSOs, they always inspire me to do better. So it's really nice that you were able to invite me again. And I'm so glad to have Adriana here as our intern here. And it's a pleasure to have you both here. Thank you. It's amazing to like see how this CSO program is just, it's kind of like a small family that's been created and it's just amazing to work with them and organize events and I really am enjoying it. So yeah. And they learn so much from both of you really. I mean, every time you're a part of an event, every time you're helping at an office hours, a virtual meeting, every time you're writing up some announcements or some opportunities for them to get engaged or even articles for IDRA. They love, love, love just hearing from you and they look up to you all. I mean, Adriana being a senior in high school, you know, they are like, whoa, okay, a lot of our middle schoolers are going to want to know more about the high school experience and what that's like. And Isela now at the University of Texas at San Antonio and all the great things you're doing there. They're going to want to know what's college like. And so it's just really cool to have you all serve as mentors to our chief science officers here in Texas. We just really appreciate you. So how about we, we start with a little bit more about where you all are at in your journeys. And maybe we start kind of on the high school part, and then we'll get to a little bit where you are now, Isela. But looking at high school, where are you guys at in high school or where did you graduate from, Isela? Let's talk about our high school journey a little bit so everybody can get to know kind of where we started and then where you're at now. Totally. Yeah. So I graduated from Dillard McCollum High School back in 2020. 
Yes, the year of the infamous pandemic that we all know of and are very close to at this point. I am part of Harlando ISD here in the south side of town. But how about you, Adriana? Where did you come from high school-wise? I am currently a senior at Lee High School here in San Antonio in the Northeast District, so yeah. And Isela, you were also, I, I know Adriana is a part of the STEM Academy there. You were also in a lot of STEM courses. I believe both of you have some commonalities as far as your endorsements. I know here in Texas, we have House School 5, which is when eighth graders choose an endorsement, almost like a high school pathway where they are trying to pursue a pathway towards either humanities or business or STEM or engineering. There's so many, I can't always keep track of them all. So let's spend a second to talk about things you had in common as far as your different endorsements. You said, I believe you had more than one, which not all students choose more than one, but tell us about that. Yes. So I do have three endorsements under my belt. I had the STEM endorsement mainly from taking so many math courses. I think at the end, I ended up with seven over the course of four years, which was really fun. I might say so myself, even though most people could care to disagree. You know, I learned a lot from it. Obviously, you know, it's not just always numbers. I mean, statistics has to do with business analytics and stuff like that as well, which easing into business. I also did get my business endorsement. I learned a lot about human resources, also how to just, you know, run a a business online and stuff like that. And even at times I would talk to the accounting teacher and just learn a little bit about assets and liability, which is always very important to know, not just as an accounting major, but in any adult, you know. And then as well, I got my humanities endorsement from being both active in the music programs in my school district, as well as, you know, being bilingual and taking all four levels of Spanish. So, wow. And I know you've talked about to our CSOs, the advantages of especially the STEM endorsement because of the high math and science courses you took that really helped prepare you for college and gave you, you even earned some college credit, right? Kind of choosing these endorsements. Yes, Dr. Garcia. So I actually accumulated over 15 hours of college credit, whether that be through the dual enrollment programs at the University of Texas at Austin, whether it be through dual credit at Palo Alto, or even if it was just the advanced placement program offered by the college board. So there was always different opportunities at my high school at Delray McCollum. But obviously, Harlando ISD also has STEM Early College, which they were able to get an associate's degree from Palo Alto itself. So, wow. Yes. Big advantage. There is big advantages here at Harlandale ISD, but I was able to save up at least a semester worth of college, which sometimes on average runs from $10,000 to $15,000, depending on what courses and books you obviously have to purchase. So I'm really thankful for those opportunities that were offered by me. And I'm also very thankful for those educators that provided those courses and helped me through that journey. Wow. That's incredible. And then what about you, Adriana? I know you've got a unique endorsement that's STEM-related too, right? Yes. So at my high school, we only offer the STEM endorsements. So Isela went above and beyond, and I really admire (laughs) that about her because that sounds amazing, getting those opportunities. But as for me, I'm graduating with an engineering endorsement and a mathematics endorsement. So I've taken a lot of 
dual enrollment classes in engineering for University of Texas at Austin and also at San Antonio College. And then um, mainly just many math courses. So I'm similar to Azela where it's like math is something I've grown to love. And yeah, I'm actually the only female in my graduating class graduating with that engineering endorsement. So wow. I'm very excited to see where that takes me when I head to my university of choice. So I'm hearing that these pathways are really important to both of you and that you're benefiting a lot from it. And then I know Isela, she's kind of looking back as now a, a university student as how it really did help prepare her. But I'm sure there were some challenges along the way too, right? Thinking about how Adriana, you were the only girl in probably many of your math and high science courses. So what kind of challenges did you have along the way? I think a lot of our CSOs and listeners can learn from your experiences. Yeah, I've definitely had to work with people who didn't think I had the same skills as they did. Mm. So just having to work around a gender barrier that was created and going above and beyond because I had to prove that I could be here, that I was able to handle a course and handle the workload. So it was a kind of moment where you have to look at yourself and you have to tell yourself you can do this and you have to keep going. You have to prove to people that you're worth all this and how you can help inspire other girls. So that way it won't just be one little Hispanic girl in a class full of guys. So, yeah. mm. Wow. And you mentioned your, your uh, culture a little bit in your response. I think you are very proud to be in your mariachi band and Anisela. I know you were in Mexican-American studies, like a mass kind of club as well. I remember hearing you at a conference speaking in a panel. So let's talk about that for a minute, about just your identities and, you know, just to share with the audience a little bit more about how that's important to you and how that plays a role in, in also your journeys and where you're at right now. So I was actually part of, in my senior year, I had an extra class open. So I was assigned to, you know, learn Mexican-American studies as a history class. And although at first it seemed rather, oh, well, I mean, I didn't set up for this. What am I going to learn? I ended up learning a lot about my culture and just kind of identifying myself as who I am and, you know, learning, you know, the greatness of being Chicana and all that. And so one of the things that really inspired me was the walkouts, you know, learning from other Mexican-American students and realizing like, wow, like you really do have a voice and, you know, it's really beautiful what what can do. And so because of that, you know, I was able to talk at Our Lady of the University for that walkout panel where Dr. Garcia saw me. And so it's really great, you know, having that ability of being, you know, Mexican-American. And it's really hard sometimes, you know, because both cultures have very polarizing ideas. And so it's really hard trying to find a middle that both you're proud of, but also that your family is okay with. And so it can be conflicting, but I like to remember that as long as I know my own roots and that's all that matters. Wow. That's great. That's great. I know Adriana, you were 
made famous with this news video recently. You were interviewed, right, about your role in the mariachi band and why that was important to you. Do you want to share for those who haven't seen it? We might link it to this podcast, but do you want to share what you said about the importance of being in the mariachi band to you? Yes, ma'am. So my school had the opportunity to be interviewed by our district for Hispanic Heritage Month. And I just talked about how For me personally, I always kind of felt distant from my family and like my culture and I've, they've always been there for me and I kind of wanted to appreciate them more and learn about it. So when I joined Mariachi, I got closer with my family and my culture and I got to see all these amazing experiences and talk to amazing people who, and hearing their journey. And it was just something that really felt special to me because I kind of realized that this isn't like a everyone's like this it's special and it's something about me that i should be proud of and i should brag about more so yeah just learning about the different experiences and for me personally as a hispanic girl seeing where i could go and seeing how i could use it in my future life is something that really inspired me yeah i love that You two never met before today, but you all have so much in common with just your experiences in high school, whether it was through, because I know Isela, you were mariachi too, right? So whether it was through your extracurriculars, your academics, you know, it's just really speaks to how we all have these like intersectional identities, right? That really just define who we are and, you know, knowing our identities and our roots is just part of who we are and what we bring to the table And you're just both incredible. I know we're running out of time for this part one, but we'll go ahead and transition to a part two for this podcast to learn more about Isela. We want to know more about your experiences in the Chief Science Officers Program, as well as you graduated in the middle of a pandemic and as a first gen went straight into the university life. And so we just want to hear more about that. We want to learn from that experience. We want to hear what advice you have for students, for teachers, educational leaders, and families. And I know Adriana might even have some questions for you too, as she's a senior about to graduate and hopefully go to university, maybe UTSA too. So again, thank you so much for part one of this series. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, everybody. You can learn more about IDRA Educator Resources and IDRA's EXL at www.idra.org. You can also review this podcast show notes for links and resources that we've already mentioned in today's podcast or to other related content. We will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.